The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Pick 6 Podcast. Today we're looking at week, ooh, we're looking at week 16, 15, I believe, 15, 16 of the NFL season. starts. it's 13 there. Um, Katie Mox here, joined by Will Brinson and Sportsline's finest, RJ White and Alex Selznick. This episode of Pick 6 is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. If you like winning picks, make sure you sign up at sportsline.com and use the promo code PICK to get your first month for just one Dollar. The last episode of the feed had Brady Quinn and Lige Duzable. I feel like I'm maybe looking at the wrong thing here. Oh, no, I'm not. No, that's okay. Right. Um, okay, yeah. Reading lines between Arthur Smith and drawing up an NFL naughty or nice list. Oh, wow. I got to check that out. And if you want to check it out, too, make sure you do on our YouTube channel or anywhere that you get your podcasts. Um, the Week 15 recap. Fire it up, Harry. I cannot right, stop Prince going three and three. I can't stop yeah, going Brent three and, and three. It's three unbelievable. And three. RJ, not the best week for you, but you are still above 500. Oh, no, we're right yeah. at even, too. I am one above 500. Shout and, out, uh, Miss Mox, leading okay. the way. Well, you know, I, I thought I was going to have more what losses. We, what if we all in- finish exactly 500? <laughs> I mean, it's in play. Yeah, we'll have to change the name of the podcast to the to the the pick three and three instead of the pick six. <laughs> I think I'm, oh, I think since I, I think I, I think since I switched from picking five, which I was just doing basically because of like this, you know, the circuit millions and and you know, the super contest, like that's the format. So ever since I switched to picking six, I've gone three and three every single week. Well. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's a sign that you got to pick seven or something more today. Um, all right, we're going to get uh, right into the um, this week slate of games just to make sure everybody knows that, you know, we're kicking this off at about 2 p.m. on Thursday. So lines and odds are subject to change all the way up until game time. So make sure you check with your book before tailing. Starting things off here, the Bengals, oh, wow, this line moved to two and a half um, at the Steelers, and this total is 38 and a half. This morning, you could find it in some places at one and a half. Um, I like it at two, I guess, for this sake. I got to do the two and a half. Um, Still under a field goal. Look, I just think that Jake Browning looks really good. Um, And Mason Rudolph or whoever they're putting forward at um, quarterback does not look that good. Jake Browning over 300 passing yards um, in the three games that they have won. Yes, the Steelers won the first matchup 16 to 10. I do see this being a bit more of a lower scoring game, but the Steelers offense just can't seem to get anything going. And I don't think that they'll be able to today. I know that there is no Jamar Chase, um, but they still have weapons. You look at T Higgins. He had what a couple of touchdowns last Saturday. Tyler Boyd going to get more in the mix um, this week. And I just trust the Cincinnati offense more than I do um, the Steelers. So that's my play for this game. Um, But RJ, you're on the other side. 
Yeah, I, I figured now that Katie has taken the lead in our little competition here, I, I need to take some shots and see if I can put on the opposite side of her on some. So once this line got up to two and a half, I said, let's throw Pittsburgh in best bet plus two and a half. These teams played in week 12 in Cincy. Pittsburgh outgained Cincy by nearly 200 yards, only one by six. So it didn't look like as much of a blowout as it was in the stat line there. Pittsburgh was minus two in that game. And the last three weeks, of course, have been diametric opposites. Three wins for Cincy. Talk of Browning as being a potentially an NFL starting caliber quarterback. And Pittsburgh had those three bad losses, two from the two and ten, two and ten teams. So I understand there not being a lot of trust in them, but that has swung the line by about eight points when considering home field advantage, and that is just too much with the Cincy injuries, not just Jamar Chase, but DJ Reader at defensive tackle, and that's going to open things up for the Pittsburgh run game. That means Mason Rudolph isn't going to have to do as much with his arm. The Cincy defense is very beatable, as we've seen against some opponents, and I think the Pittsburgh defense is going to do enough like they did in that Week 12 game to keep it close and, and, and give Mason Rudolph, and, and particularly Jalen Warren and Najee Harris, a chance to go get the win there with Cincinnati's defense tied for last in yards per play just got lit up by Nick Mullins and Ty Chandler. So I don't think a, it, it, it's, you know, um, expecting too much to think that the Pittsburgh running game, which has been pretty solid at times and Mason Rudolph can get something done here. So I got Pittsburgh plus two and a half best bet. Of course, if you can get a line in that one and a half to two and a half range, perfect to tease this one up as well. Yeah. The question, Pittsburgh though, is a um, pro oh, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, I was going to well, say Pittsburgh is a say prime Prime spot for a teaser, for sure. I mean, like, you're looking at a home team, low totals, not much scoring. You can add, you know, toss six on there, and you're getting – you get eight and a half. You've got so much wiggle room there. And I, I sort of think that with the, you know, Mitchell Trubisky being benched, Mason Rudolph coming in – I'm not saying that – you know, I'm not going to go – shout out to our boy Chris. I'm not going to go full traps here, full Chris Trapasso, and say that Mason Rudolph is going to save the season or anything. But um, I do said? think maybe – what's that? Is that what he's no, saying? No, he's just very high on Rudolph as a, as a draft. Mason Rudolph okay. is, was his number one QB, and actually he ended up not being as wrong as you know maybe it seemed like yeah. at the time. But um, I think that you can, you know, I think you can make the case that Mason Rudolph might be a little more aggressive down the field. George Pickens has been under fire this week for being a lazy blocker. He should come out motivated. You know, he's had some big games and, and capable of getting downfield. So, but you get a you get with this Pittsburgh defense, you get one or one deep shot down the field to Mason Rudolph or I mean to uh from Mason Rudolph to George Pickens, and all of a sudden you just sort of force you know Cincinnati to try and figure like I don't think Cincinnati's gonna blow them out of the water here. And so I like that as a teaser, like for sure. Uh quick quick question, and then I'll get to you, prop star. So I have um I'm in the fantasy playoffs up against all the fantasy football today, guys. I'm really, really close with my opponent this week. I think I have like a 51% edge. I've got Miami defense, which won it for me last week, but then I have the Steelers. Consensus, I should play the Steelers this week, right? Yeah, I think Steelers are probably the better option there, but I would definitely be looking at the waiver wire. I was going to say, yeah, I think trying to find something the waiver wire. Different. I, I mean, find I a different, them. yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay. I, I, in one league with those guys, Eagles were available, and that, that's Heath's number one, you know, defense. And I'm playing Heath, so I made sure that was the waiver claim I put in above <laughs> all because I have because I'm ahead of Heath, and Heath doesn't didn't have a great defense in his lineup. So even though I had okay. the 49ers defense, I'm like snatch that, you know. And luckily, somebody else snatched the Jets ahead of, ahead of me. So um, I think this is really a good week to probably go look at the waiver wire. Who are you Who are you up against in the in the playoffs, Katie? Uh, I believe I'm a well. I I think I beat Dave Richard last week. Um, Suck it, Dave. Yeah, uh, I'll find it. But we'll let, let's move on to the next thing. All right, uh, prop stars. What were you going to say? I just think I don't think people outside of the state of Ohio realize how well Jake Browning is playing right now. He's been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, again, no Jamar Chase, but he spreads the ball out. I have a tremendous amount of confidence in him, especially after watching him handle Minnesota's blitz. He carved up a very good and underrated uh, Vikings pass defense. So uh, I think he's going to have a fine game. I think he's going to spread the ball out. And I don't think the Jamar Chase injury is going to be nearly as big a deal uh, as a, a lot of people think. So, yeah, I like Jake Browning this week quite a bit. I'm up against Berkson, and we're literally 50-50. We're both projected about 116, so I, I got to be smart. Um, so I will get on that waiver wire. Look at Indy versus Atlanta. Okay. Thank you. Next game. Obviously, that's <laughs> me. Mm -hmm. I always forget. It's always like the first one I forget that I'm not doing it. But it is the Buffalo Bills at the Los Angeles Chargers. The Bills now up to 12 and a half. This line opened, I think, at 14. 
fell all the way down to 11 and a half has climbed back up to 12 and a half. Now Buffalo, you know, playing Easton stick here, total of 43 and a half has ticked up or it looks like it might tick up, you know, juice a little bit to the over, man. I think this is a, I, I don't think this is a difficult spot to handicap in the sense that to me, it all comes down to whether or not the bills are going to be ready to like, is there any sort of letdown for Buffalo after winning these two games against Kansas city and then blowing out Dallas at home? Like, and I don't think there is because you see Josh Allen only throw for 94 yards. He says, yeah, I feel like the guy on the, you know, the kid who didn't do any work and the class project that gets an A he, he needs to come and play. And this should be a Buffalo home game. I think there'll be plenty of Bills fans out in LA that'll want to go check this game out. And Chargers fans, why would they show up? They've already fired the coach. Easton Stick is quarterbacking. So I, I think Buffalo shows up here, but it is a lot of points, RJ. A lot of points. Um, and this definitely feels like a letdown spot. I mean, if they're trying, they can name their score against this awful defense, but I don't know if they're up for it yeah. after that run of Philly, KC, Dallas. Um, they do need to gain one more game on Miami in the next two weeks to be live for the division in that last week. And schedules do line up well for it because Miami has a tough schedule from here on out. Um, Buffalo's defense more vulnerable versus the run, but the Chargers offense just 27th in yards per rush. Can't expect the Chargers to score much here. I think that initial line move, um, which the look ahead was nine and a half. He's like you said, opened around the 13 and a half area. People bought it down um, based, I think, off of the fact that the look ahead was so low and that the coach got fired. And we see this bump where, um, you know, once a coach is fired, uh, you, you might have a short-term value bump for some of these teams. And I think a lot of people realize that Staley um, might have lost the locker room there. So maybe we see them come out and play a little harder um, here and keep it keep it close. I think if it does, um, you know, result in anything, it's going to be the under coming in. The spread's a little bit too high for me to play. I mean, I could see Buffalo running away with the lead and winning a 27-13 type of game, but I could also see the offense not showing up um, and, and it being a little bit lower scoring. So if I'm going to play this, I'm going to look for a 44 and play the under. And I've got two official plays here, starting with Josh Allen to throw two or more touchdown passes. Uh, I just think this is a really good spot, especially considering the price on most books. You can get this around even odds or around minus 115. Uh, I just think this Chargers pass defense. They rank in the bottom five in nearly every defensive passing metric, EPA, PFF's coverage grade. It's just gonna They are very generous to posing downfield explosive passing as well. Uh, so, yeah, I think there's going to be some shots taken from Josh Allen, which correlates with my next play, which is Gabe Davis, who is in quite the funk right now, to go over 30 receiving yards. He can get this on one reception, considering uh, he has the deepest A-dot average depth of target of any pass catcher on Buffalo's offense, and he runs a route on almost every single uh, Josh Allen dropback. So elite route participation playing against a defense that, again, gives up a lot of explosive downfield plays. I'm confident Josh Allen's going to test that at least a couple times. I think he hooks up with Gabe Davis for at least uh, a couple deep passes in the process. Really like both of these props. Let me Can I, I follow some real quick with, with, with Alex? So I noticed one guy on there is not on there is James Cook and coming off this massive game. Now, I was about to put James Cook in over rushing prop. Then I got to thinking, if this is a blowout like it's projected, do you think they, they rest him a little bit after that high volume game and we see more Latavius mm. Murray? Like I would have loved to bet a Latavius Murray over. I couldn't find one. Um, so I, is that the reason why you're not going with James Cook here is you're worried about the workload a little bit? Coupled with, I just think that, you know, coming off these big games, I think he's rightfully going to receive a lot of attention. And I just find that the line just doesn't have a lot of value at the current number would be. Uh, my best explanation for why. I mean, I love James Cook. I've been playing him all season long. I just think uh, we're getting him, you know, sort of high at this present number. I'd still lean over. I think he's going to have a big game, but yeah. I also think too that like, and I'm playing Josh Allen and like the only league I made the fantasy finals in. I'm I got Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. So like, I'm, I'm fully, I fully understand like that. I think that this is after a 94 yard outing against just a team that, is you know they've had a, they've had a long time to prep because of the 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 ball. it feels like years ago the state is fired um you'd think the defense would want to show up and, and have a little effort but like the chargers th this season is season is toast and i think it is a possible like josh allen explosion if you're going and i think you should to bet josh allen to win the mvp 
still 12 to one. You can find it like 12, 15 to one range. Good value. Brock Purdy, like Brock Purdy can win the MVP. I don't think that's crazy at all. But if Lamar Jackson and Brock Purdy lay eggs on, uh, or if the defenses play really well on Christmas night and Brock Purdy and, jo- and Lamar Jackson don't have huge games and Josh Allen explodes in this island spot against a bad Chargers defense and all of a sudden the Bills are really the talk and like the Dolphins lose and the Bills are really the talk of making the playoffs and making this run and nobody wants to play the Bills, Josh Allen is going to get MVP love. So if you want to get your Josh Allen MVP bets in, do it before this game. I think he has a monster game. I also think that's a good angle. I just think Josh Allen hasn't had one of these signature three, four passing touchdown games in a long time. He needs to remind everyone. And again, with the MVP award still up for grabs and then just to, uh, you know, kind of let everyone know what he's capable of. I just think the opponent is perfect uh, for him having one of these signature ceiling games. Things you love to hear if Josh Allen is your quarterback in fantasy. All right, let's move things. Also, also, like let's just let's just point out that Brock Purdy just sort of the default MVP. You know, nobody really wants to give it to him. Anyway, go ahead, Katie. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have enough. We don't have enough time for this. We don't have prop for the whole show. I need you to. I need you to rein yourself in over there, Brinson. You don't want to piss Mox off today. Colts at the Falcons. Uh, Falcons laying one and a half here, or is it the Colts? I can't see on that screen. Uh, Falcons Uh, are favorite. Falcons are favorite. Yep, minus one and a half. Uh, total 44 and a half. Uh, no Michael Pittman in this game, but Jonathan Taylor is expected to return. Very, very slim line here. No best bets for this game, but RJ, any thoughts? Are we sure it's no Michael Pittman? Because he was out at practice on Thursday, and and oh, okay. I think he did. He had a full practice, I, I believe. I don't think he was oh, all right. you so know, he's um, limited from, from contact. So if he plays in this game, it feels like this line, which swung, you know, swung huge, once we found that the Taylor Heineke was in might need to swing back a little bit, um, you know, early line move moved way too much based on that Carolina loss. They look ahead, had the, uh, the Falcons favored and it jumped all the way to the Colts being favored. Um, and, and I wouldn't read too much into that now, you know, this is where I have it at one and a half, but now with those indie offensive weapons trending up with Pittman practicing with Taylor practicing, you know, I think there might be a little bit of value here on Indy, even though Atlanta's defense, very good seventh in yards per play third on third down second in the red zone. Um, we'll see if they can get healthier on their defensive line. They're going to need it against this Indy run game. And we know that Atlanta just plays awesome at home and terrible on the road. Um, so this is the spot where if you're going to back them, you want to back them. But um, I think my play here was if I wasn't going to play the Steelers straight, it would be a Steelers Colts um, teaser here, six point teaser. If you can get India at plus one and a half, so you can get them up to seven and a half because they're a top five in sack rate and interception rate on defense. They could generate some big plays and keep this one close. Yeah. I mean, the, the, look, the Falcons, you Taylor Heineke, Logan Whiteside, you know, Desmond Ritter, whatever you want to do. Like the, there's this offense. Um, I saw a, I saw uh, Connor Allen tweeted it out and I and apologies for the analytics person who didn't, who put it together and I can't remember his name. But it's basically using like the data and trying to determine who are the best and worst play callers and in like graphical form. And Arthur Smith was like the worst play caller, like double in terms of like the 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 value given, the negative value given assigned to him, like double what Bill O'Brien was as the second worst play caller. And like the top two guys, it was like Kyle Shanahan and Andy Reid. And like, and then like Mike, Mike McDaniel and Mike, Mike McCarthy, like it passes the analytics past the eye test. And <laughs> I, it's just hard to see a situation. Like it's hard to see a situation where we get anything resembling a good offensive game plan from the Falcons in this spot, even with Arthur Smith's seat heating up. He got the dreaded vote of confidence from Arthur Blank. Um, I, I think Indy with a full John, the Taylor fully, uh, I think, they gave him like an estimate on Wednesday, Wednesday practice where he's like full practice. And then Michael Pittman limited. Both guys should play. It's hard not to like the Colts in this spot. Do we like, lo- okay, sorry. One, I, I'm, I'm really into my fantasy team right now. I've got A-Chan and I have um, Jonathan Taylor. Would we start Jonathan Taylor over A-Chan this week? Yes. Ooh. Because I, yeah, I got thanks. CMC is so. my first lock. Okay. I, I kind of want to see who's ruled out or questionable on both defensive lines that they're playing because there's some key injuries yeah. there. Jonathan Hankins is out on the Dallas line. It's going to be easier for HN. And we saw the injuries that the Atlanta um, often defensive line has been dealing with. So okay. we're kind of a little bit of based on the injury reports. I feel like the volume is going to be better for Taylor, even coming off an injury. Um, so yeah. that's probably your, your if you if you feel like you need a ceiling play, HN's obviously the play. But if you feel like 
in a close matchup, you just need the high floor play. It's going to be Taylor. Yeah. Z Zach okay. Moss has yet to practice. So if it's going to be Taylor Ooh. in the backfield, sans Zach Moss, he should be in line for a significant workload. I'm going to win. I'm going to win. I mean, I want to at least. Brinson. What? Um. Yeah. So speaking of fantasy teams, and Katie, this, I was going to like jokingly say this is not this is not a, a personal fantasy advice podcast. Uh, well, so for my I, fantasy, I got yeah, them here. I have to ask. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I ask about my dads all the time. Uh, he, ended up, he, he lost in the semifinals. For those, for those uh, wondering, uh, for my, for I'm in the finals, trying to be back to back champion of my home league. Um, really shoving it in everybody's face that I do this for a living, and uh, and win some money. I've got to decide. I think between Aaron Jones and Michael Pittman, assuming both are healthy, would you go? Which one would you guys go with? Dude, Pittman, I narrowly won in the semifinals, and Pittman, like Pittman, going out. I mean, like he was on pace. Like Gardner Minshew is locking in on him, and he he looks like he could like is ready for another blow up spot. I'm a little worried about. I got Jonathan Taylor on that team too, if that matters. Is it PPR? No, which is stupid, but it's not. <laughs> um, I would base it on AJ Dillon's status. I think if AJ Dillon sits, uh, Aaron Jones should be in line for a pretty hefty workload. Uh, if Dillon does play, he'll siphon or cannibalize some of uh, um, Aaron Jones's touches, and in that scenario, I'd probably lean Pittman. I think higher touchdown potential for Pittman either way, though. So I think that's kind of your your ceiling play there. Okay, cool. Speaking of Aaron Jones, he and Hopefully not AJ Dillon. No offense, AJ Dillon. Love you as a person. Don't care about you as a player. I mean, don't need you as a player this week. Are going to Carolina where they are four and a half point favorites. And I had this as a best bet. You guys remember last week when I went on that rant about how nobody was going to be at the Falcons and the Panthers game in, in, in Charlotte because nobody cares about the Panthers in Charlotte right now because they're terrible and the weather was going to be awful. And then it was the worst weather game maybe of the year so far. Tons of wind. Although yeah. it's not like... Like everybody was like, well, the wind and the rain are really affecting. No, you know what's affecting this? Arthur Smith and this terrible Panthers offense. Like they weren't yeah. going to score anyway, and the wind and the rain kept it down. Submerged so those totals. Green Bay is going to go into a absolute coffin. It is going to be dead silent in that stadium. You think a bunch of people are going to drag their families out on Christmas Eve? To go watch the Panthers get their asses kicked by the by the Packers. Maybe if there's some better Packers fans might fill up that stadium for all we know. It is not is going gonna, to be jammed. It's gonna be like 2020. They're gonna they're gonna pump in crowd noise. My, no, there's you can't pump in crowd noise because there's I mean there's be like a hundred people there. Why would anybody <laughs> go to this game? Like you're like like you're gonna like, sorry Jesus. Had to go to the Panthers game. I know they're two and twelve, but you know my bad. I, no, people are gonna go like be with their families and open up presents. I mean, maybe there's some stuff where it's like, oh, uh, you know what? The tickets are cheap. It's Christmas Eve. Let's go do something fun. It's not fun. There's nothing fun about the Panthers. They're terrible. They're miserable to watch. And the and the Packers are gonna bludgeon them here. Um, the Falcons would have bludgeoned them, but the Falcons are, are are apparently not good. And the weather was really bad. The weather is gonna be fine in Charlotte. It's gonna be sunny, like sixty degrees. A little crisp breeze out in the air. Perfect Christmas Eve weather. The last thing you want to do, I mean, I guess maybe the people go, they're not going to cheer for the Panthers. Packers are going to light them up. Give me the Packers is the best bet. I'm taking the under in the game. Green Bay was let down by their defense against Tampa. They can't possibly be the case here against Carolina offense. That's 32nd in yards per play. Just cannot score touchdowns. They finally got their second win of the season without scoring a touchdown. So, you know, it's it's a great thing for them to put a win on the ledger there, but it's not like they played well. Carolina offense has had 200-plus net pass yards in just one of Bryce Young's 13 starts. 200-plus net yards in passing has to be like the baseline for, for a competent offense and they just cannot get there. They've done it once. They've had just six offensive touchdowns since their week seven by, but I say it every week, their Carolina defense continues to shine. They're now eighth in yards per play. They've given up 253 yards per game since their week seven by that would lead the league. If they did it over a full season, 261 leads the league right now. They're playing like a top of the league type of defense in terms of allowing yardage. Some of that is that their offense is not threatening at all. So teams don't have to try to run up the score <laughs> yeah. on them or, or throw the ball at all or whatever, but but that just leads to having these low scoring games. So maybe the line goes up if Green Bay gets some good injury news. I've seen some fives out there. Um, I would not be comfortable playing them higher than this. If you're going to play them, I make the line around four. And I think the under is the way to look. So best bet here for me is under 37 and a half. Just going to be another Carolina game where there's not that many points scored. Yeah, that's probably a good look. I would also say too, well, I was going to say too that Adam Thielen receptions over is probably a pretty good look. Uh, Joe Barry been criticized all week for playing that soft zone, especially on like third and short. 
and he's probably going to run it out again. And Adam Thielen should eat up uh, a ton underneath on those on those zone coverages. All right, the Browns laying two and a half at the Houston Texans. This total forty and a half. Uh, Brinson, big uh, Joe Flacco guy. You're laying this two and a half. Yeah. Uh, this line was Texans favored when it looked like CJ Stroud or like coming the opening line. Texans yeah. were favored because we assumed CJ Stroud was going to play. He's now, yeah. I don't think, I don't know if he's been ruled out, but I mean, it looks like he's, he's not, he's not going to play. I mean, so yeah. I mean, Case Keenum again. Yeah. I mean, you, look, you're getting, you're getting, you're getting Case Keenum against a Browns defense. It's really, really good. Um, if Joe Flacco doesn't make some just dumb, dumb mistakes in, in questionable weather against the bears, I think the Browns blow out the Bears. Bears are a much better team um, offensively than than Case Keenum, I think. Um, and, you know, I just – in my opinion, we see something similar to what we saw with the Tex- with the Titans, except Joe Flacco is better than Will Levis, and the Browns get a lead and just keep the Texans from coming through the back door or winning. I think Cleveland is, like, legit live for the number one seed too, by the way, RJ. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Um, Houston won in the run game in defense last week with Stroud out. They're going to have to do that again here because um, I don't think you can expect anything about Case Keenum against this defense, even though we know this defense does not play well on the road. They're allowing more than 30 points per game on the road. But I do like the matchup if Nico Collins is out. Noah Brown was fine as a wide receiver one, and a, but it was a really good matchup against Tennessee. That is a pass funnel, as we know. The offense needs Collins back. I believe he is trending toward playing, though. I think he did, did come back to practice. So um, we'll keep an eye out on that. I like Houston's chances better if he plays. Cleveland's offense definitely stepping up with Flacco, but they have to avoid turnovers. That was the issue last week. Houston's defense allowed just 3.2 yards per play against Tennessee, a very strong game from them, kind of out of nowhere, because they're typically pretty bad against the pass. So I think Flacco could throw it on them. I did like Cleveland early in the week. I should have should have jumped on it, um, expecting that that Stroud injury might be a multi-week injury, um, how he banged his head on the, uh, the, the turf there. But at this number, probably a stay away from me. I don't really want to lay two and a half with the Browns on the road. Um, but I just can't count on Houston to score a ton. If I'm going to play this game, I almost put this in as a best bet for us. I go the Houston team total under 19 and a half. I just don't think Houston's going to get to 20. Um, but do you want to see a Collins availability before making that determination? Because we do know the Browns can struggle on the road. All right. Sorry, I muted myself. The Detroit Lions headed on the road to the Minnesota Vikings. This is a game with some uh, pretty massive playoff potential. I mean, the Lions can clinch the division with a win. Um, Lions can actually clinch a playoff spot with a even if they lose. Worth noting, I suppose. Minnesota needs to get back in the needs to stay in the mix. I mean, they are they're definitely they're they're certainly you know still um, in the playoffs. But with Green Bay losing and they got to play the Packers next week, like everything is on the line here for the Vikings to try and make a push with Nick Mullins as their quarterback. I like the Lions in this spot. Indoor game. You're going to have, of course, a rowdy crowd in Minnesota. But Jared Goff, indoors, they smashed the Packers outdoors. But it was earlier in the year when it wasn't that cold. And they know that if they go on the road and beat the snot out of a Vikings defense that is really, really aggressive, and you have a great offensive line up front, you have these weapons that can eat underneath in Amron St. Brown and Sam Laporta, so you can just if you protect and, and and get and like take care of those blitzes, you have a really good chance for Jared Goff to have a nice game. You get the Vikings on their heels. You get downhill with David Montgomery, and you can you know, double off to Jameer Gibbs if you need to as well. I think the Lions smash the Vikings in this spot. They got right against the Broncos. Extra day to rest and recover and get ready. Like the Lions is the best bet here. Patrick, I just don't know if I, I trust it? the Lions. Sorry, yeah. just if I trust the Lions defense. I mean, they, they allowed us in 26 points for the first time since their week nine by last week. Pass offense from Minnesota, I think it have success with Mullen. So on the road, I'm not sure I trust Detroit's defense. I think it could be an over game back and forth. Um, I, I kind of like going over 46 and a half, and it feels like it's just going to land on the three, and it's going to be a push. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you, Prop Stars, too. I mean, looking at Justin Jefferson props or even for fantasy seems like a good one to target this week because even though Nick Mullins is volatile, right, and he makes those mistakes, he's still getting the ball out, having a ton of pass yards, so it could still be a good week for Justin Jefferson. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, RJ hit the nail on the head. Uh, They're going to move the ball between the 20s, even if he does make some mistakes. And if he does make some mistakes, that might just honestly lead to more opportunities and more passing volume anyway. So his style of football, I think, just kind of uh, sets up high passing environments. And then uh, the running back, I was really impressed 
with Ty Chandler. It looks like even if Alexander Madison is going to be active, it's going to be the Chandler show. He had a phenomenal game uh, last week, both uh, made a big impact on the ground and through the short area passing game as well. So I think he's going to handle the bulk of those carries and just that dimension having uh, a viable rushing threat really made the offense a lot more dangerous as well. All right. Love to hear it. We are going to take a quick break here. When we come back, it's the uh, Pick 6 Parlay that is yet to win yet. But again, this is our week. You're watching Pick 6. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Pick 6 Podcast. The time has come for the Pick 6 Parlay, where we each select a game of a four-leg Moneyline Parlay, but there are some rules first person with the best record the previous week gets to add their first leg and then the second and so on. Ties are broken based on record. One of these has to be a dog. Um, I Last week, we went half and half again. Uh, the Chiefs and the 49ers cashed. Giants and Packers um, did not. Am I the person that put the Giants on there? I think I am. Sorry, guys. Wah, wah. Um, all right. So I get to go first this week. Um Shoot, not not prepared here. Let me pull up Fanduel <laughs> real quick. Would you like me to I'll go the Chiefs. I'll go the Chiefs. I'll go the Chiefs. They're ten point favorites. So what's their money line? Is minus five hundred. I'll, 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 I'll bring it up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So as I get, I'm on the free internet. That's probably why I'm delayed. <laughs> um, mm. Sorry, my apologies. The uh, the Chiefs are a good choice. I like the Chiefs. He said filibustering to try and get to the page with all the bets. Chiefs minus 500. We'll toss that in the parlay. Uh, I mean, do I really want to mess around here or so? doesn't matter. We, a, we try to get cute. It doesn't cash. Just do whatever your heart desires. <laughs> well, I was going to take the Eagles, but you know, what's interesting is like this whole thing with the circus or the circus survivor thing where the you know the, there's like 10 people left now and one dude is simply refusing to chop apparently like some people have the eagles and some people have the 49ers and like the people with the eagles are like well we don't want to chop because you know because you have to play a christmas day game and they're like we have the eagles that feels like a really good bet you know the 49ers could lose i mean that's not out of out of the realm of possibility the yeah. eagles really shouldn't lose right i mean they're 10 and a half point favorites but after the last three weeks you're kind of like ah and so i want to take the eagles but i'm 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 a little I'm a little nervous about the Eagles. Um, however, so you know what? I'm just going to take the Bills. The Bills aren't. The Bills might not cover, but the Bills are going to win because they know they need to win out to win the division potentially and take down those dastardly Dolphins. Um, he said, "Trolling Harry." I will take the Bills minus seven seventy, and that will put uh, Alex on the clock here. I've got to take my Eagles. I think they're going to win <laughs> yeah. this game. Against DeVito and the Giants, they're not losing four in a row here. Give me the Eagles. I know it's I, I, I like how this sets up though. So we've got the we got those three teams in that gets us to minus one ninety five. That's obviously a lot of juice. You wouldn't want to lay it, but RJ, who is not afraid to be aggressive wow. and take a dog. Arr, arr. All right, RJ, what you got? Well, I got to take a dog. And the question is, do I take the, the more likely dog that's around the plus 100 range or do I go for it yeah. and, and go a little bit? Go for here? it. 
All right, so we'll go for it. We'll take the New England Patriots at plus oh, 235. Oh. This is a very low-scoring total. We'll get into the game in a second, 34-and-a-half. Denver's defense sets up well to, to for New England to have some success. All they're going to have to do is run the ball against this awful, awful rush defense um, and not have Bailey Zappi do too much, and we know how good that – Patriots defense can be when it shows up and it's not like the, the Broncos have been putting up big point total. So you could really see one of these low scoring 17, 16 games where, where the Patriots come out on top, maybe with a defensive score, it'll take, but I think that the, the line should be, my power rating say the line should be a little higher. It just seems like a bad, bad matchup for the, for Denver. And I could see the Patriots winning the game. All right. I love it. That is a, uh, that's a spicy one. Doesn't feel like the way just Denver plays too. They're so slow. Six and a half is a lot of points to be laying with him even at home, even against Mac Zappi. The Chiefs, minus 500. The Bills, minus 770. The Eagles, minus 850. And the Patriots, plus 235. It's a four-leg parlay that pays out plus 407. That's right, a four-to-one parlay. You love to see it. This pick-six parlay segment has been brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. All right. Um, Oh, I love that. The the meme with uh, Kylo Ren. All right. Moving on. The commanders at the New York jet. This is, this is the game we talked about on Monday that absolutely nobody wanted to touch with the 10 foot pole, but seems like we've got some bets on it. Jets laying three, this total 37 and a half. Um, Brinson, you, you're on the jets here. Yeah. And um, the reasoning is pretty simple. I don't know if you guys, uh, PFT commenter, who is very a very funny human being, um, did an incredible breakdown of, of this sequence of events at the at the end of Washington's game against the uh, Rams, who I believe I had as the best bet as well. Uh, mm. And it was like the most lethargic and pathetic goal line offense by the by the Commanders that you will ever see. And they should be trying. Ron Rivera doesn't want to get he doesn't want to get fired. But I think he knows he's getting fired. I think everybody in that building knows they're getting fired. They traded away their pass rushers. They don't have a defense. They can't stop anybody. And they were just loafing around. Down 14 points, down two scores. They're just loafing around the goal line. You know, they're like, like scrambling around. It's ridiculous. This team is in, I don't know if they're in tank mode. I think they're just in um, what I'll call Bahamas Bowl mode. They, it's like dudes are planning vacations. Like they, they, they know it's time to go like to Nassau and they don't want to deal with going up to New York and playing on that turf against a Jets team that the one thing you worry about a little bit is Rogers. If Rogers finally announces that he's not going to play. Um, and now he's going to like, not, I mean, ridiculous. I think, I think they're actually bringing the guy back who they cut because there was a big kerfuffle about that. that Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, dude, like Rogers, you're taking the guy's cash just so you can practice. Get it real, man. Um, but I, I just think I think Zach Wilson and the Jets come out and sling the ball around and play pretty well on offense because the Washington defense is terrible. And we see the Jets roll the commanders here. Maybe. Um, it's shocking how much better Brissett looked than Howell. Um, I can't trust him to score points on the road against this Jets defense. So I can see Washington kind of maybe getting shut out, maybe not getting quite close to shut out, but not scoring that many points. If Zach Wilson is out with a concussion, I can't really trust the Jets to score points, even against a 32nd ring pass defense here. I'm not trusting Trevor Simeon to move the ball a ton, even though Washington has a lot of multiple touchdowns. And Northwestern's finest Trevor Simeon. Thank you very much. Okay, well, well, maybe maybe I'll change my tune now that I know that. Washington has allowed multiple touchdowns in 13 straight, but the Jets' offense has multiple offensive touchdowns in just two games all year. How do you only have multiple offensive touchdowns in two games in the NFL in 2023 when the rules are dictated towards scoring? Does not does not compute to me. The Jets' defense, by far the best unit in this game. They can dictate what happens here. Um, they, I think if they're going to cover, they're going to need to pick six. Washington has thrown four pick sixes this year. Um, but even so, so throw all that out, even if the Jets offense can score points on this bad Washington defense, I don't see how Washington helps push this game over. It's at 37 and a half right now. My best bet's going under that 37 and a half. I don't, I don't see how Washington scores enough points to keep, to get that total anywhere near the over. I would, right. t- I would tend to agree with this game as well with RJ's side of things. I like the under here. Just looking at props in it, I initially wanted to back Brees Hall um, against this commander's run defense, but they have been so poor 
uh, opening up lanes for him and the run blocking is just non-existent. It's just not inspiring a lot of confidence in pretty much uh, any member of this Jets offense. So I think the under is a very sharp look, RJ. Speaking of games that might not feature a bunch of points, the Seahawks are playing the Titans in Nash Vegas on Sunday with a line that has creeped up to Seattle minus three. Um, I believe, just for the record, we locked these at one o'clock Eastern time, and I believe the line was Seattle minus two and a half, unless, mm-hmm. RJ, you're, uh, you're uh, going against your own rules and policies here. It was two and a half last time I saw it before we hopped on. I think it just That's moved scary. to three. Yeah. There's there's plenty, plenty of two and a halves out there. Like even on the site that I use to monitor all the books, it still says two and a half for FanDuel. So it must have just moved. But definitely look to get it at two and a half. I don't really like it at three, um, but I do like it at two and a half. I mean, the schedule finally lightens up for Seattle after they played a, a sequence of the Rams, 49ers, Cowboys, 49ers again, and then Philly. And so the defense should finally play better coming out of that stretch. And they actually played pretty well against Philly. And, and that was without Jamal Adams. Devon Witherspoon. Hurts had his worst passing game of the year. I can't imagine what they're going to do to Tennessee, um, no matter who's at quarterback. Could be Will Levis, um, but if he can't go, it's going to be Ryan Tannehill. And I think maybe at this point, Tannehill's a downgrade. Um, you know, we didn't didn't really expect that when they made the switch, but Levis has shown enough that, that he has a higher ceiling in the passing game. Um, and Tennessee's offense just looked awful after that opening drive touchdown last week. Just 121 yards and 10 drives at home against a bad Houston pass defense. Um, I'm worried about the Tennessee defense. Tier Tart, they got rid of a big loss for their rush defense. We saw what happened there. Devin Singletary rolled all over them. Um, we'll see if they get any healthier here, but Seattle, I think, will be able to lean on the run game no matter who's at quarterback. And it's looking like it might be Geno Smith. So that deserves an upgrade, too. Um, Seattle shows up for this game to stay in the playoff race. Tennessee, we don't know what they're going to do because they're not used to being out of a playoff race under Mike Vrabel. They're always right there to the end or they're, they're in the playoffs. So I'm interested to see if this team shows up for these last few weeks. Um, but I like best bet Seattle minus two and a half, get it at two and a half at three. It's not, a, it's not a play for me. Yeah, I agree with you hundred percent. I'm also laying this two and a half, uh, like it much better than the three. So shop around for that line. Um, and really just echoing everything that RJ said, Seattle's playing for their playoff lives right now. And the Titans are already eliminated. Uh, Will Levis, like you said, may miss this game. Even if he doesn't, you know, ankle injuries are really tough, especially for mobile quarterbacks. You look at how, um, uh, my wife, my blank in his name, Sunshine from the um, Trevor Lawrence, how bad Trevor Lawrence has looked over the last couple of weeks with that high ankle sprain. Geno Smith um, likely active in this game. And all the momentum is with the Eagles right now after that really stunning upset, not the Eagles, the uh, Seahawks after that stunning upset of the Eagles um, on Monday night football. Also the Titans pass defense, you know, resembles Swiss cheese. You look at Lockett, Metcalf, um, and even JSN, I think should have pretty big numbers um, against that pass defense. So, I uh, I really like Seattle here as well. Speaking of the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, and who's unfortunately a quarterback I forgot, uh, they're at Tampa Bay. They're laying one and a half. This total is 41 and a half. Wow, it dropped quite a bit. It was 43. It's dropped down to 41 and a half. Prop stars, you've got a props for us. I do, and it's a prop that we played quite a bit early in the year that we're going back to the well, and that's Rashad white to go under 73 rushing yards this is a big big number for white who's really been phenomenal over the past five or six weeks making a huge impact on the ground in the receiving game as well we backed him actually a couple times successfully but uh, i just think we're getting a really big number here so we're going to sell high uh sell at peak in my opinion here at 73 and a half yards this is a tough matchup the jags the strength of their defense uh, is certainly their run defense. They rank in the top 10 in nearly every rushing uh, defensive metric, EPA allowed per rush, run stop win rate. So uh, I just think this is going to be a game where we're going to see minimal rushing volume from Tampa Bay who are, are, are against Jacksonville who are a significant pass funnel. I think we'll see Tampa Bay air the ball out a bit more. And if Rashad White does make an impact, it's going to be more uh, catching passes out of the backfield rather than just rushing. I think it would take a tremendous amount of volume for him to eclipse this number against this Jags run defense. So we are going to go under 72 and a half rushing yards. The one concern I would have about the Rashad White thing, and I, you're right, like Jacksonville's run defense much better than his pass defense. Trevor Lawrence on Thursday, not spotted at practice dealing with that concussion in concussion protocol, which leads me to my Bucks best bet. Um, a two and a half is fine. I, I like the Bucks minus one and a half. I'm, I'm on a bunch of road chalk this week. What could possibly go wrong with that? Um, Shout out to my old bets column at, at Fan House, where RJ and I 
worked together. Uh, Roachal, Is that where Carole, y'all met? Yeah, right? Did we meet it? Mm-hmm. Did we meet a family? Yeah. Um, yeah, RJ and I have known each other for like, RJ's known me for far longer than he would care to acknowledge. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, but yeah, like, I think Tampa Bay, Baker, Baker's playing good football. Dave Canales has got this offense kind of cooking. Mike Evans has had has had an awesome year, caught a touchdown, but was fairly limited last week. I think this is a blow up spot with like throwing deep shots to to Mike Evans against this bad defense. And like I agree with you, seventy three and a half. That's a huge number for a for a, for a rushing total, even for a guy with the workload that that White gets. The one concern I would have is if Jacksonville is running out C.J. Beathard and they can't score. Does does White get a bunch of carries? So, but but to your point. I mean, like it's they might just throw to win and just get a lead and dump off to, to Chris Godwin underneath or, or Kate Otten. But I think big spot for Baker, probably playing some DFS. Uh, RJ liked the Buccaneers a lot here. Interesting uh, futures play to make here is that um, we see the Indy injuries trending upward with with Pittman looking like he'll play, Taylor looking like he'll play. Now it looks like Stroud is not going to play for Houston, and we see this line trending down for the Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence, if he doesn't play, that's swinging enough where you want to go jump on the Colts in your divisional AFC South bets right now. I mean, you could really see the tenor of this division change um, by the time we get to you know, uh, I guess it'd be early, early at late afternoon, Sunday, 4 p.m. or so, because I think all the games will be over by that point. So, um, so yeah, nothing in this game really for me. Um, even if Lawrence plays, I think in the line flips back, I think that line's probably a little too high. So I do agree with the play on Tampa Bay here. Um, I, the Jaguars, Jaguars defense is a problem, 28th in yards per play, getting rolled by any legit offense. And I think Tampa Bay qualifies at this point, and they can get it done with the pass and not have to land, rely on the run that much. So if I'm going to lean anywhere, it's going to be Tampa at two and a half, which is where it's moved now. I'm probably not playing it. Um, but, but yeah, I would look to maybe Colts, you know, to, to divisional futures there if you want to do anything related to this game. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good look with the Colts too. Uh, real quickly, RJ, I'm curious, do you think the Buccaneers minus 178 to win the division? They still have Carolina. Um, does that seem like a, uh, a, a, is that too much juice to lay that divisional bet? Um, it feels like a lot. I mean, I don't, I need to see the last three games for Tampa because, um, the, the key thing in that divisional race was that they had to play so much, much tougher schedule uh, based on winning the division last year. And if they've gotten through all of that at this point, then you just figure that they look like the best team. So, um, if you want to just take them, it is a lot of juice. I think the the value to take them was a few weeks ago and, and predicting this type of run from them since they did look like the best team. Um, so you're probably not getting the good value there. I'd probably look for value in other, other places, not that division. So don't see any of the other teams stepping up um so yeah so if you can go go find a time machine and tell yourself three weeks ago to, to play them i think that's probably the play there note to self find a time machine note to self where, where um, were, you know what i almost did a very brinson thing and asked everybody where you would go if you what year you would go to if you had a time machine but instead katie why don't you ask us tell us about the arizona cardinals and chicago bears Okay, wait. Just want to check in with Prop Stars. Are you still good, or are you? Do you have to hop off? He's gonna he's gonna jump off at the break after this game. Okay. Yep. But if he has any other bets, he should just say them before the break. I do. Uh, I have two more bets. Okay, cool. So let's get into Arizona and Cardinals and Chicago Bears. The Bears laying four and a half. This total forty three. I don't have a play on the actual game, but I am gonna fade um, James Connor under fifty and a half rush yards here. He's been balling out he's hit over this number in four of his last five games but the bears rush defense has been really stingy and probably one of the big reasons why they've kind of had this late season um success uh, they're fourth in yards per attempt at 3.6 and the bears are favorite favorites here at four and a half so likely playing um from behind the cardinals will be which tends to lend itself more to the passing game so i will take james connor under the um the 50 and a half but well, yeah what are your two best props are before we get into the break yeah, it's Jalen Hurts over one and a half passing touchdown against the Giants, as well as A.J. Brown over 72 and a half receiving yards. Uh, the Eagles, this is a get right spot for them, in my opinion, and they're going to make a statement against the Giants, obviously mm. losing three straight games, unable to close games as well. The proverbial foot on the neck just hasn't been the case with this Eagles team. If we look at them compared to last year where they were really successful closing games out in the second half. Uh, yeah, it just hasn't been the case. So I think we see Jalen Hurts and this Eagles offense be very aggressive. I think they're going to run up the score against this Giants pass defense that's completely overmatched. A.J. Brown has tremendous historical results against uh, the Giants, really no one capable of covering him 
on that defense. So I think the Eagles offense, uh, led by obviously Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown, make a big statement against the Giants. You said my, my crappy earphones, I didn't hear foot on the throat, proverbial foot on the throat. I was like, <laughs> I, I heard foot on, you know, I'm not going to tell you what I thought I heard, but it was, I was like, okay. that's not what it, that's not what you do. RJ, any thoughts on uh, Cardinals and Bears? I'm sort of agnostic here, but tend to lean towards taking the points. Yeah, the, the, well, if you're going to take it, do it with FanDuel because four and a half is like the market high right now. Four, it's mostly four uh, at places, and I even think you might be able to find three and a half. So at that point, I love the Bears. Um, their offense struggled against an elite defense, almost one anyway last week in a tough road game. Much easier matchup here is Arizona defense, 29th in yards per play, 31st on third down. Seems that they're getting worse week by week. I expect Chicago to put up some points here, and I expect their defense to shut it down. I mean, their elite versus the run held Cleveland to 29 rush yards can take away the one offensive strength of Arizona that Katie's talking about with. Connor and Arizona's 29th in yards per pass. And they just struggled to have success through the year against San Francisco, even with the high score to fight despite the San Francisco defense being pretty beat up and they were playing in catch up mode and they still couldn't do anything. So I would look to play the bears. I almost put it as a best bet. I need four and a half because I do think the line should be like six and a half. Um, but because the va the value in the market wasn't there, everybody else has four and there is some three and a halfs um, available, you know, play it at those numbers. Don't play it at four and a half. All right. Props going to jump out of here when we go to break. But first, the holidays are here. The NFL and CBS is gifting us some great matchups, including the Browns taking on the Texans, beginning at noon Eastern with the NFL today. Then on Christmas Day at 1 Eastern, unwrap more fantastic football when the Raiders face the Chiefs. Happy holidays. The NFL is on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Cowboys can Who's going to win the fraud ball between the Cowboys and the Dolphins? We'll tell you next. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. On May 23rd... I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? <laughs> Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. Visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil, the final season. Streaming May 23rd, only on Paramount Plus. That voiceover artist was something else. I wish they would ask me to do the voiceovers. They would oh, never do that. I wish they would too. I wish, but I don't know. That guy was pretty good. And he it was like a very. Yeah. Sounded, I I do sounded like a Christmas movie. Sounded like a Christmas movie. Who's he was the setting us up for. QB of them all. I like it. I like it. What else do we like, Brinson? Oh, uh, Cowboys and Dolphins. Mm -hmm. Cowboys on the road in Miami. Christmas Eve. Will Harry, producer Harry, will he get Cole? It is, will he get, will he get uh, Cowboys themed Cole in his stocking? Or, or, or some Land Shark beer courtesy of Dolphins owner Jimmy Buffett. RIP to the great Jimmy Buffett. Um, look, this is the fraud ball for me. Cowboys can't win on the road. Haven't beaten, haven't, don't have a, a good road win. They have two road wins. They blew out the Giants in week one and they beat the Panthers in Carolina. Like, what do you want? A freaking golf clap? Like, like you went at home. Congratulations. You, you know, but you can't do anything on the road. Lose the Cardinals, lose any good team they play. Meanwhile, the Dolphins can't beat a good team. They don't have a single good win on the season. It's crazy. They are 0 3 against teams above 500 and only score 17 points in those games. So, RJ, I ask you, which team is the bigger fraud? The Cowboys or the Dolphins? I don't think either one are actually frauds. I think they both I have I things. Either. I just think it's fun to say <laughs> things they do very well, and and even Miami on defense for fourth in yards per play. They have played an easy schedule, like you say, especially lately. This is their first tough test since Week Nine. Key thing here is the big injuries on both offensive lines. It sounds like Zach Martin's going to be okay. We'll we'll try keep an eye on him in practice reports. Not sure about the state of the Miami offensive line, but they can neutralize that a little bit because of how quick they get the ball out with Tua. And so if they're doing that, um, I, I think that they can still have success there. And then they can just run the ball all over Dallas, especially if Jonathan Hankins is still out. They need him back to solidify the run defense. And if he is, is out, I think Miami can 
do what they need to do running the ball. This line has been coming down in some spots. It was even available for Pickham uh, at one spot uh, on Thursday for a little bit. I don't think it's still available there now. I, I lost my chance because I would have I would have taken the Miami Dolphins at Pickham at home um, and hope the best for the injuries. But uh, if the line's going to be any higher than that, probably just to stay away. Maybe look at the over if, I, if I'm okay with yeah. the, the injury reports um, in Tyreek's back and the and offensive lines don't look as bad as they looked early in the week. Yeah, I think I'm the, on the other I mean, side of it. Sorry. Yeah. I'm on the other side of it. I'm taking Dallas money line on this one. Mostly more of a gut play. Like you said, you know, too fraudulent, but not fraudulent teams. By the way, people on the internet are very mad at you for calling um, these teams fraudulent. I don't know if you've taken a look at those comments. They're not happy with you. They're not happy with you, Brinson. Um, but look, when I look at these two teams, who do I trust a little bit more? I hate myself for saying this, but I actually trust Dallas a little bit more. They're 0-3 on the road this season. But if you look at who they lost to, it was the 49ers, it was the Bills, and it was the Eagles um, all on the road. Those are three of the best teams in football. And not to say that Miami is isn't, but to the point that it's been made probably a lot and beat to a dead horse on this show, they haven't been able to beat a winning team. I think that Dallas gets their stuff together. They had some bad breaks in that game um, versus the Bills, and I think they come out on top because they're in a very serious push right now for the um, NFC East, so I like that, but I'm also going to take Devon Achan over on his receiving yards. This is at 24 and a half. Mozart is just getting all of the work um, when it comes to in the run game. I expect that that happens a little bit more, but Achan has been steadily growing um, in the receiving game, especially with Tyreek Hill, even though He's probably good to go. He may be slightly limited, which is going to favor A-Chan a little bit here. And actually over half of A-Chan's receptions on the entire year have come in the last three games. 11 of 21 have come um, in these last three games. He's had at least 24 receiving yards in each of those last three games. Very, very high total, 51 and a half, 50 and a half, um, depending on where you got it. Could be a shootout, which of course lends itself um, to the passing game as well. So I, I do like that over for A-Chan, but I'm, I'm, taking, I'm taking the boys. But it feels like I go either way. So I mean, I, even though I was like at, at money at money line, if I'm getting minus one ten on the Dolphins, um, if, if it's a pick them, I like them. But I couldn't really talk you out of taking the Cowboys. I think you can go either way. And if you can, if you have Cowboys plus one and a half available, definitely a good teaser team. All right, now to a game that's less exciting. The New England Patriots at the Denver Broncos. Broncos laying six and a half. That's still their total, 34 and a half. Um, RJ, you are taking the points with New England here, which is very interesting to me. Yeah, even though my power ratings say it should be a little higher and Denver should be seven and a half, I might be a little too high on my Denver rating. Uh, they got steamrolled last week by Detroit and Detroit was in a good spot at home. And you can argue that Denver's in a good spot at home now against a bad team. But that Patriots defense, fifth in yards per play, largely effective against the Chiefs despite the final score. Denver has topped 300 yards just once in the last seven games. They typically play in that 280 to 300, 320 yards type of offense. And that just isn't conducive to me to, to winning a game by margin, you know, seven plus. Um, it's going to be a very low total game, 34 and a half. Not going to be a lot of scoring. So even though the New England offense only had only three of their 12 drives go over 10 yards, think they'll get some offensive weapons back here and play a little bit better here against the Denver defense that is 30th in yards per play 32nd in yards per you know in versus the run you know yards per rush allowed so that lines up well with what New England wants to do just pound the ball with Zeke pound the ball with Stevenson if he's back and then go play defense in, a, in what's going to be a low scoring game and don't let Denver get to 20 um so I think it's going to be one of those type of ugly games everybody's not going to be watching it because they're going to be you know with family doing their presents and everything on, on Christmas Eve and a Denver can sneak Denver can win this game by like three or four. But I think New England's going to sneak out the cover and potentially get the win and, and get us a cash on our pick six parlay. Wow. Yeah. And the other thing too is that Denver, Denver plays really, really slowly. So you're talking about Patriots. Like if you get if they get going with Zeke, as, as RJ talks about in the run game, and Ramondre Stevenson comes back, a ton of pounding the football, a ton of extended long clock killing drives and Denver is happy to reciprocate Sean Payton and Bill Belichick matched up plenty of times. I don't think Payton will do anything too silly to try and uh, try and be aggressive here. Who will happily burn clock. Let's get to the Christmas day games. Raiders at the chiefs, as we mentioned on CBS chiefs minus 10 over under 41 and a half. I think this line has creeped up a little bit. RJ, the consensus probably people want to take the, uh, the, the, the points here because the Chiefs can't blow anybody out, but the Chiefs the Chiefs did just blow out the Raiders, and this game is in Arrowhead on, on Christmas Day. 
maybe a get right spot for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, that game was ten point a ten point line in Vegas a few weeks ago, and they, as you mentioned, they covered. So why is it only ten here? You know, this is a team that got back on track against a very good defense uh, against New England last week, um, and you figured that they should be able to have do whatever they want to do against this Vegas defense. Uh, the Kansas City defense up to sixth in yards per play. They are first in sack rate as well. I just can't see Vegas going out and scoring even seventeen points in this game, and that's typically like their ceiling when they're not playing teams like the Chargers when they who they rolled up last week. Um, so I think it's going to be a come down spot here for Vegas. The Chiefs defense can create some short fields for the Chiefs offense, um, and, and they need to find a rhythm going into the playoffs. I know they've kind of been sleepwalking, just expecting to win that division, but now is the time to kind of get it going and get in the rhythm because, you know, you're not going to get that by this year, it doesn't look like. So uh, you need to be ready to go once week 19 hits um, in mid-January. So my Vegas rating might be slightly too high, I think. I mean, I may need to adjust them down a little bit, and I would still make this line 10.5. I'm just not interested in playing the Chiefs at this number. I do think you're right that no. people are going to want to play the, the Raiders, and it might come down a little bit. And if it gets a single digits, I might look to the Chiefs. I agree with you there. Um, one more, you got one more game, Brinson. Oh, sorry. Uh, Giants at the Eagles. Eagles minus 11 and a half over under 42 and a half. Oh, hey, now 13 and a half. That number has spiked. Wow. That is a big, big jump. I originally was thinking I would take the Giants in the spot. Alex, uh, Prof Star's talking about it. It really is just a absolute get right spot for the Eagles. Uh, Near yes. Jalen Hurts talks about commitment post game. It's, you know, I was like, um, I had a, uh, when I left earlier, I had to mute it because Ryan Clark was yelling in my ear. But um, on the TV, you know, like ES, Sports Center, yeah, ESPN was running like Jalen Hurts first comment <laughs> since commitment. Da 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 da. Like, Everybody's criticizing the Eagles. AJ Brown's been going on tweet storms left and right. That's a really high total for him 70 something receiving yards, considering how just muted his production has been. It does feel like an absolute blow up spot for an Eagles offense that has been criticized. The Eagles defense comes to play against Tommy DeVito, who will happily take 10 sacks in this game. Um, Eagles defense, happily. definitely the best. It, yeah, well, you won't happily do it, but it's going to take on a sex, you know. Um, and, and I think, RJ, it's hard to back take the points here with the Giants. Yeah, I have a best bet as at 11 and a half when, you know, when we finalized our lines. Um, I actually took it at 10 and a half on Sportsline on Tuesday. Um, coming out of that, that Seattle game, I didn't care that they lost that game. This is They just had a brutal schedule. Um, and, and, um, you know, they're finally done with it. They get the giants twice in Arizona from here on out. Great bounce back spot. That positive giants run came crashing down against the saints defense. That's been beatable, particularly against the run. And they couldn't do anything there. The giants defense did have a solid day, but this is the first elite offense they're seeing since they played Dallas and, and Dallas scored 49 points and had 640 yards of offense. This could be a major game for the Eagles offense here. If they want to go out and blow them out. And I think they do because they need to prove to themselves that they're still that team that started the season 10 and one after three straight losses so it's time for the giants to pack it in my line for this was always 14 eagles minus 14 so i'm not surprised oh, that right. the market's finally pushing it up and getting it where it needs to be at 13 and a half probably to stay away at th for the people listening to this if 13 and a half is in the market um but i did like it when it was 10 and a half 11 and a half early in the week just a reminder that prop stars on Jalen Hurts over one and a half passing touchdowns and A.J. Brown over 72 and a half receiving yards. Uh, final Christmas Day game is the Baltimore Ravens at the San Francisco 49ers. Niners laying five and a half. This totals, it's still 46 and a half. It is. This one didn't change yep. um, too much. Y'all already know the deal. Well, first of all, this is a huge matchup for both of them. It's Box the two Box, best teams 3, in each conference. Uh, yes, two two best teams in um, each conference and have the best records in the NFL. And they also are on the longest winning streaks, active winning streaks in the NFL. I'm doing the Niners team total. It's 11 and four. Okay. It's 26 and a half at this point. Um, the Ravens obviously have been a very good defense, but they have not seen a team that scores at least 30 at home, which the 49ers have had at least 28 in every single home game this season, except for uh, when they lost to the Bengals. And that was the uh, the game right before the bye week where everything changed. So yeah, I don't know why y'all don't tell me on this every single week. And I'm talking to the audience. I'm not it's criticizing you. It's just got an yeah. incredible record. You should do it every week. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, it's not what, a hover like, pick. It's, it's a winner. Yeah, do it this week too, because yeah. Baltimore's defense—they're first in yards per play. But the Rams showed a couple of weeks ago they might not be as good as the the metrics say. They've had a pretty easy schedule most of the year, they, and then they went out and gave up five and a half yards per play to Jacksonville. And this was Trevor Lawrence not being at a hundred percent in that game, even before you know he obviously suffered a concussion at the end of the game. Is now questionable for this week. So. This Baltimore defense, I think, probably has more downside than the metrics say. The San Francisco offense, unstoppable. First in yards per play, 400-plus yards in six of the last seven, 27-plus points in their last six. They'll get their points, and, and the team total, you're getting it a little bit lower than you have been in recent weeks because of the matchup. So I think it's a good look to play it here. I probably will be taking it if I can get a good number like this. Um, that beat of San Francisco defense had the, their first bad game in a while at Arizona. We'll see the, health, the 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 injury report here. If they're healthier, I think they can cover this number. I think they should probably be six-point favorites at home against anyone right now, and it looks like the market is even giving us some fives and could potentially dip to four and a half at some point. And so I, I just, the 49ers are probably a good value against the Ravens and against really anybody at that line at home. So that's what, that's I'm going to be looking to play their side if I can get a little more value in it, and I'm probably going to be looking to play their team total as long as it doesn't get out of hand. Yeah. Right, I mean, these, these Christmas games just feel like – Remember Alvin Kamara scored six rushing touchdowns one year for Christmas. We're going to get, it's either going to be AJ Brown or Christian McCaffrey. One, one of those two dudes, one of those two dudes is going to, and like, I can already picture uh, my cousin, Aaron is playing my dad in the, in the insanity fantasy finals. She's going to be at our, my parents' house on Christmas night, drinking my dad's good red wine and giggling as her Christian McCaffrey plunges into the end zone over and over again on the TV in my parents' kitchen. And my dad's like, get out of my house. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's going to be a dull debacle. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, I like the Ravens in the spot just because it's five and a half, but the Niners can blow anybody out at any point in time. First team since 2009 to win six straight games by 12 points or more. And I, I agree with you guys. Team total. Love the Niners team total. Well, let's just all take the Niners team total over as the best bet. Yes, I, I love a squad right on that. All right, that's going to do it for our show. Merry Christmas, everybody. Let's take one more look at these picks. Brinson. Green Bay, minus four and a half. Cleveland, minus two and a half. Detroit, minus three. The Jets, minus three. And Tampa Bay, minus one and a half. Add the 49ers team total to my over to my right. best bets as well in the spirit of Moxmas and, and good cheer and whatnot. And I need a six pick because my Rams were the other pick and they're playing tonight. Ah, oh, yes. Love it. I'm taking Cincinnati minus two and a half. Uh, also laying the two and a half with Seattle. James Connor under 15 and a half rushing yards. Dallas money line. I'm also taking HN over 24 and a half receiving yards. And of course, the Mox special San Francisco team total over 26 and a half. I am taking Pittsburgh plus two and a half. The Packers Panthers game to go under 37 and a half. The Commanders Jets game to go under 37 and a half. The Seahawks minus two and a half. The Patriots plus six and a half. And the Eagles minus 11 and a half. I can go ahead and read Alex's too. Alex has taken Josh Allen over one and a half pass touchdowns. Gabe Davis over 30 and a half receiving yards. Rashad White under 73 and a half rush yards. Jalen Hurts over one and a half pass touchdowns. And AJ Brown over 72 and a half receiving yards. All right, everybody. Again, happy holidays. Hopefully you enjoy the Christmas holiday. That is going to do it for our show. Make sure you join us all week long for more NFL coverage. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe on the YouTube page. Um, Brinson, what what are the Super Friends doing this week? I'm assuming on Sunday. Is there Yeah, uh, Monday. Show? Monday night Monday night recap. We will be with you on Christmas. Come join us as we throw it in Jesus' face by working on Christmas night. It'll be the jolliest bunch of you-know-what this side of the nut house for listening to the audio version only make sure you download and leave a five-star review tell your friends to listen and watch the pod again merry christmas y'all we'll see you next week or christmas day baseball has begun which means you need to listen to fantasy baseball today in five part of the cbs sports podcast network Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. 